Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, October 28th, 2022, and this is day 1682 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you from the depths of our hearts. I thank you, Lord, for loving us, even when others reject us, when others don't love us. Lord, you will always love us no matter what. And I thank you for teaching us and helping us to show the same type of love, unconditional love to others. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in and happy Friday to you. Uh, no current updates about T-Zone. I guess, well, I'll just say this. I think I gave a big shout out earlier this week, but uh, we are making great headway <laughs> into the schools, uh, not in the Kansas City Public School District. The, the Lord's got us now in the Hickman Mill School District. Nothing really happened uh, in the Kansas City School District, so it was time to move on and uh, spoke with both the middle school and high school principals, and they are all for it. So we're now looking at dates to get started, sharing this amazing platform, uh, encouraging our youth and equipping them and empowering them and giving them hope and and giving them um, just a glimpse at who they really are, their future, all the great things they can accomplish. And through these skill sets that we're teaching, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, and peer mediation. So that's where we're at right now. And I will let you know as soon as we're there, I've got a meeting coming up on the 16th at Ruskin with a group of girls that will be invited to hear about T-Zone so that they may be our next batch, uh, our next group of wonderful youth that we get to serve. All right, so let's get into the message. Uh, Today's message is navigating through the storms of life. And this is what we talked about Wednesday. And one of the storms I've been dealing with is the podcast platform itself. (laughs) Certain things that are supposed to work a certain way and they don't work that way anymore. And I am just... Those are things that just bother me, navigating through the storms of life. So we're going to be talking about Abigail and uh, her husband, Nabal, and David. We're coming out of 1 Samuel chapter uh, 25, starting at verse 1 through 44. I don't think I'll read all of it. I'll just tell you about it, a lot of it. So it says, now, uh, verse 2, a certain man in Mayon, who had property there at Carmel, was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly 
and mean in his dealings. He was a Calebite. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent ten young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now hear that now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my men. Since we came at a festive time, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Now, keep in mind, David is, you know, showing kindness, hospitality, uh, as he is greeting Nabal through his men and letting him know, hey, when your men were with us and they were shearing sheep, uh, we protected them. We were like a hedge around them so no one would harm them. None of their things were ever stolen or missing. And I'm just asking you to do the same for us as my men are doing the same thing. There, It's sheep shearing time for them. So it says... Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shears and give it to men coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, Each of you strap on your sword so that... So they did, and David strapped on his as well. About 400 men went up with David, and while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of the servants told Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give your master his greetings. But he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us. And the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a wall around us. The whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Abigail quickly Abigail acted quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread. Anyway, she got together food to take with her. She was going to meet David. This is a very, could be a very devastating situation. Had it not been for her servant to come and let her know what was about to happen, David and his 400 men would have destroyed every single person or at least every man there because of the words of Nepal. And so Abigail met David as he's hurling towards her and she fell at his feet. I'm now in verse 24. She fell at his feet and said, pardon your servant, my Lord, and and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my Lord, to that wicked man, Nepal. He is just like his name. 
His name means fool and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. And now my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal and and let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord, be given to the men who follow you. So she's humbling herself. She is, this is life or death. She is pleading and, and I mean, being honest and open. Uh, and she goes on, uh, I'm going to skip down. She, she prophesies to David. She, she takes some time. She, she even mentions his slingshot. Yeah, she mentions that. She says here, um, she says in verse 29, even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies will hurl away from the pocket of a sling. She spoke to David's heart, knowing that David had killed Goliath the most ruthless, meanest <laughs> enemy they had or one of, and he killed him with a single rock through a slingshot. And then David said to her in verse 32, David said to Abigail, praise be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day from avenging myself with my own hands. He said, otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you. If you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. He was angry. And even through his anger, she was able to talk him down through the power of the Lord. That's what it was. And then when she got back home, she was going to tell her husband what had happened. Verse 36, it says, when Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until daybreak. Then in the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things and his heart failed him and he became like a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail asking her to become his wife. Amazing. One of my favorite Bible truths. <laughs> Point number one. When, major, when a major storm is forecasted, we take precaution, right? Or at least we should. If not, we stand to lose our lives. For example, when a hurricane is forecasted, People are warned to make their way to safe locations. 
There will be those who stay behind in rebellion or maybe because they can't afford to leave. Whatever the reason, they choose to stay. Oftentimes, many of them lose their lives. Abigail, a wise woman with a foolish husband, yielded to doing the right thing, even though her husband refused to. If Abigail had not taken quick action, her whole household would have been destroyed. Even through the storm, her gifts took center stage. Wise, she was wise, sensible, and capable. Her persuasive speaking to David, her ability to see beyond herself. We too have the capability through the power of the Holy Spirit to maneuver through the storms of life. Many times, tough situations bring out the best in people. We can also see that Abigail's example, that one does not need a prestigious title to play a significant role. So often we may feel like, I'm not adequate enough. Who am I to to go and speak to the president or CEO or the owner of this organization? Or who am I to go out and teach young people? (laughs) Right? Who am I to go and seek starting this business? Whatever it is, God is with you. And you are more than able with him. Point number two. What storms are you encountering? Sometimes God will allow a storm to take place in our lives to shift us. To shift us in our thinking, in our career choices, in our living situations, in the way we handle our finances, in the people we associate with, in our perspective of others. You know, it could be maybe uh, some of the very people we look down on. God allows us to go through what they're going through to see what it's like to be in their shoes. You know, maybe uh, it's because a shift in in the in our self esteem. You know, sometimes we can just be pretty low in that area for something that may have happened, something that someone may have said, even in our childhood, that still haunts us and makes us feel like we're not worthy. And God is saying, "You're worthy. You're my child." In our abilities, you know, as I just said when I started the podcast, it has been one of those situations for me. It has been a storm for me this last week uh, and uh, trying to save things to, yeah, uploading it and all that. But God always makes a way. And even uh, Wednesday recording this same message, um, you know, as I was sharing and teaching it to our Wednesday night Bible study, which we call Life Talk. And uh, many of the people were saying, can you send it, you know, record it and send it. And I recorded it, couldn't find it. I did it on Zoom. I'm sure it is there. It's just me, maybe. <laughs> but three, enduring a storm takes the boldness of God. He will give you the strength to stand up against anyone or anything speaking truth at all cost. Abigail stood up to David, knowing he could have killed he could have killed her for doing so. David even praised God for Abigail's wisdom, tenacity, quickness, and commitment to standing in the gap. David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. 
May you be blessed for your good judgment and keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you. If you had not come quickly again, there is the word quickly to meet me. Not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. I just had to read that again. It is so powerful. And understanding the importance of us moving quickly when God gives us something to do. Don't ponder it. Don't hesitate. When you know it's good and well, it's not you saying to do it. And you know it's not Satan telling you to do it. It is God. Typically, we're not going to choose something to do that's hard. <laughs> I mean, that's just our nature, right? We're going to we're going to take the road of least resistance typically. God is, doesn't do it that way. And Satan surely is not going to do something that's going to benefit others. So we we will be able to discern <clears throat> who's speaking. <laughs> it's time to stop pondering about what the Lord is giving you to do. It's time to act now. Don't worry about others or what others are doing or what they are not doing. God will take care of them just as he did with Nabal. Remember, 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. Who is your Nabal? Trust God and let him handle it in his own way. Let's not take revenge into our own hands. Some of the things for me that's been a storm or one is just been uh, over my whole life's journey as a child from the time I was seven is rejection. And uh, that's been a journey for me. Uh, And, you know, I've gotten past it and then something else happened or, you know, and that is rejection from my father. You know, it was bad enough not getting the support financially or, you know, not being able to talk to him over the phone many times because he just didn't want to or have time to. The hard thing was, you know, I was able to get past that. But the hard part was not having that father figure in the home, uh, someone that I could talk to. And then when I'd see others that did have that, or I could even talk to somebody today and it will trigger that. I mean, they'll say something about their father. Yeah, my father told me not to do this or do that. Or, you know, and, and the grown women that I've talked to. And, and I just admire that. And I'm just so happy for them. But yet, I think, I wonder what that would have been like. I wish I had that. And then God always lets me know and reminds me that he allowed it for a reason. And one of the main reasons is I'm able to relate to many other people who have gone through it, especially youth. And that is what makes the uh, relationships that I have with youth that I get the opportunity to work with so much more powerful because I can understand. I get it. And God has blessed me to see what it's like to have that father in the home through my husband and his relationship with his children. There is conflict. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But that's life. That does not keep them from being with their father and talking to their father. And there's 
lots of love also. When we love, we're going to have conflict. And that's part of life. But seeing them call their daddy or saying, Daddy, what do I do? You know, my car, this is happening or that's happening. And how do I fix that? Well, this is what you do. Or him giving his opinion or his advice. And they may not like it and not talk to him for a week <laughs> or a day or whatever. And then talk to him, Daddy, I, okay, that bothered me when you said, oh, okay, well, I didn't know that. Well, I'm sorry. And to see that, you know, see them work through all those things and, you know, or thank you, Daddy, for showing me that or for helping me with this or that. And and so then I get a glimpse and I get to see it firsthand. So I'm grateful to God. And the other thing is persevering. Using your gifts. Don't stop doing what God has called you to do. That's what helps us to navigate through the storm. Staying busy doing what God has called us to do. Otherwise, we'll sit around and ruminate on those things that have hurt us, the people that have hurt us. Just as David, David didn't ruminate long. He got up quickly and said, I'm going out to destroy them. We don't want to get to that point in our lives. We want to give it to God and let him handle whatever the situation is and trust him to do it. What about you? Do you know the Lord is your savior? Y'all, that is one of the best choices you could ever make in your life. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, my friend, is the ultimate to spend eternity with Jesus. And every tear will be wiped away. Every sickness will be gone. Every pain, hurt, all the suffering will no longer be when we're with the Lord. Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on our website, uh, on TZoneKC.org, <laughs> to learn more about what we're doing with our precious youth and teaching them all the skills I shared with you earlier. Thank you for partnering with us and supporting us with your hard-earned finances. We appreciate you so much. And thank you for your prayers. We need them. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.